Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815, You'll be able to set aside a little more money next year for retirement thanks to changes recently announced by the IRS. But of course, there's more to retirement than just saving. We need to be smart about how we're taking money out of those retirement accounts. And we'll go over some of the things you need to know about things like required minimum distributions today. Thanks for joining us on the Statler Financial Radio Show. We have so much to get to today. Not only will we talk about RMDs, we'll get into uh, what to do when your spouse dies, which is a a difficult but important conversation to have. And then a little later on, we'll get into our mailbag questions as well. So, Philip, we have a ton to get to today. I hope you're doing great this week. We do have a lot to get to. And uh, hey, it's going well. You know, it's uh, one of those weeks where uh, we're getting quite a bit of rain, but uh, hopefully it's through now and done and we can see some sunshine yeah, and some absolutely. cooler weather maybe. Woohoo! That's right. That's right. You know, uh, Philip, as we start things off today, I thought it might be fun to take a look back at this week in history. In 1989, Philip, is when the Berlin Wall came down. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And now that, of course, President Ronald Reagan, he called for the wall to be torn down back in 1987, actually. So George H.W. Bush was president when the wall actually fell. But um, iconic audio there from Ronald Reagan, of course. I'm sure a lot of our listeners remember uh, news from Germany that the wall was coming down. Yeah, you know, and it's hard to believe it's been that long ago, yeah. you know. I mean, it's uh, quite some time ago, and but but it is, you know, it's made a difference in Europe, right? It's, it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things that there are people who uh, just really remember where they were when they, when they heard that that was happening. Um, and Philip, um, on a little bit of a, a lighter side, as we get into this today, um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but more than 40% of Americans today, this is our kind of uh, fun, lighter news, 40% of Americans are dabbling in a side hustle right now. People spend an average of 13.4 hours each week on their side hustle and up to 44% of people spend less than 10 hours. But is that something you see quite a bit of as well? People having a little bit of a a side hustle? I'm not going to say I see it uh, a lot, but I'm seeing it more. Um, And and so I find that interesting because, you know, now it's it's become a little easier to do a little side hustle, right? Because, hey, you want to make a little extra bucks, you can Uber, you can do, you know, Grubhub or DoorDash or... You know, and you do it when you want to, right? You say, hey, I'm available. You let them know on your phone and, hey, you're off uh, making a little bit of extra money. So I find that interesting. And and let's face it, Jen, with inflation the way it is, it's not surprising that more and more people aren't having to do a side hustle just to make ends meet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is so difficult when you look at what everything costs right now. I know um, the amount I spend on groceries and then the amount that's in my grocery cart. Um, it's, it's just kind of wild to see where gas prices are as we're heading into the holidays. Philip, I think that's where we're really going to feel it as well. You know, look at here's how much I spent, but I, I'm really only able to fill the stockings. <laughs> 
with it, you know? Yeah, it's it's sad. I hate to go to the grocery store. I know. I mean, you know, you walk out of there, you, you can hardly walk out of there for less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. And you, you don't have two bags worth. Yeah. Yeah. I know it. I know it. And when you're, when you're feeding a family or something, it's just, it's just wild to see um, how much everything costs and trying to figure out how you can make your dollars stretch a little further. There's only so far it can stretch. So you're right. It's interesting that not more people are picking up that side hustle gig. And with technology today, I mean, even Philip doing things like I remember years ago seeing you could do like copy editing and you, you could do that from anywhere in the world. Somebody can send you something that needs to be edited and you look at it and you send it back to them. So there are all sorts of, of ways that we can maybe look at doing that. So just a just an option that's out there, right? Yep, it is. Yeah. Pay well, for that vacation, yeah. extra house payments, all those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, that stuff can really, can really add up. Uh, speaking of adding up, um, let's talk a little bit about retirement and saving for retirement, Philip. The IRS has made some changes to the contribution limits for retirement savings plans. So talk about what we need to know about what we can save next year for people who are able to set a little something aside for retirement. So let's just be clear here a little bit. But the reason these are going up, the IRS doesn't have a choice, right? They have to raise them. And it's because of inflation. Inflation is making these numbers go up. Now, it's a good thing for you and I, because that means we can put more away for our retirement. So what does it mean? It means that IRA contributions are going to go up from $6,000 this year in 2022 to $6,500 next year in 2023. So you put an extra 500 bucks away. Now, if you are over 50 or 50 and over, then you can put an extra $1,000 away, right? You can put $7,500 away into your uh, IRA or Roth IRA. So so that's good news. Now, it's uh, you know, it's not a lot of an increase, but you know, look, if you do that over the next ten or twenty years, then it adds up pretty quick, and and it contributes to giving you that extra little oomph when you get ready to retire. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to retirement income, Philip, a lot of people do have concerns. There was a recent uh, retirement survey that indicated 22% of the survey respondents weren't sure when to claim Social Security. 55% of them didn't think they would be able to replace 75% of their current income in retirement. And 33% said they are, quote, terrified by the idea of no more regular employment paychecks. So so many people, even though we have these options to save and to save more, people are still worried about what happens with that savings. They are. And and it's rightly so, right? Because it's a big adjustment when you go from getting a paycheck every week or two weeks or once a month, whatever your cycle is, to all of a sudden, I don't get anything. Um, That's a big deal. And so we see more and more people are looking at um, taking their Social Security benefits earlier and earlier. And, and that's not always a good thing, you know, because life expectancy is still pretty long, right? And so, man, if you've got any decent genes in your life then, then or in your family, then, then life could be long for you. And you need the biggest paycheck you can get from Social Security. And so, you know, Jen, that's why we look at and put together our core retirement design so that we could help people design the retirement they always dream of. And part of that is an income plan, right? How much income do you need? Well, what are you going to spend? And where is that income going to come from? We factor in what the different time factors are for Social Security and when that could be impactful for you. 
Listen, folks, if you don't have a plan for your income when it comes to retirement, and it's not a written plan because written is the only thing you follow, right? It's like a map. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. And let's walk through our core retirement analysis and analyze where you are and to put together a roadmap for where you need to be. Again, that's our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And Philip, what what concerns are you hearing from people right now, people who are still trying to save for retirement? What are they the most worried about? Well, I'm going to say the most things they're worried about right now is inflation, right? Because it continues to go up and up. They wonder, you know, am I going to have enough to retire based on how much the cost of living has gone up? And so um, that's, that's a problem, right? They need to understand what that's going to do. People are really gun shy about saying, okay, I'm going to go ahead and retire at the end of next year. Or, um, you know, I've got a couple of clients that are, they said, they've told me, hey, look, this is my drop dead date. I'm, I'm next June. I'm retired or next December. I'm retired. We need to have our plans in place as to where the income is going to come from. So that's what we do. We put together the income plan and uh, and show them that they've got the ability to retire. And of course, we all know it's important to save for retirement. That's a really important step here. But saving is only part of it. Let's talk about what goes into creating a strategy, Philip, for taking money out of those retirement accounts, especially when it comes to things like required minimum distributions. There are so many rules that we need to be aware of. Talk a little bit about creating a strategy so we don't make a misstep. Well, you're right, Jen. I mean, it's I'm, I'm not going to say it's easy to grow your money but it's easier than trying to figure out when to take it out and how to take it out, right? Because taking it out has some tax implications that we need to be aware of. And we need to make sure that our planning, when we put it at an income plan, that we take into consideration what the cost is for taxes, because it's not free, folks. So that's really part of what our income strategy does is looking at being as tax efficient as possible. And making sure that we're using a, a, an approach, we use a bucket approach, right? We're going to use, we're, we're going to take money from one bucket, then another bucket and another bucket. And we're going to have a bucket that's there just for growth and a bucket for emergency. So, so it's having that strategy laid out so that you know where your money is coming from and how much you're going to get year after year. And when that bucket's gone, where's our next bucket we're going to take money from? It's having that process in place. And having that written retirement income plan that's going to help get you through retirement. Right. Because because what, what can happen here, Philip, if we don't have that plan, if we don't have a strategy, then we can get kind of sideswiped by things like taxes, penalties, fees, maybe things that we haven't really seen coming. How often do people overlook things like, like taxes when they're planning to take money from those retirement accounts? You know, that one probably is the most overlooked that, that I think is out there, right? They they think that um, that they've retired and that, you know, taxes are going to be a lot less, but however, they, they sit there and take a big chunk out of their IRA or a big chunk out of their 401k, and now all of a sudden, you know, come the end of the year, they get hit with this big tax bill that they were not expecting. So it's a bigger issue than people think about because that's the last thing you think about when you get ready to retire is taxes, right? But it needs to be something that's in the forefront of your of your thinking when we start looking at how much money do we need to take out. As a matter of fact, a lot of times we'll come up with a strategy to help reduce those taxes by spreading out whatever we're going to buy over a couple of years to just make sure we pay the least amount of taxes possible. 
And when it comes to things like what's going on with taxes when we're taking money from those accounts, Forbes says required minimum distributions, not only can that trigger taxes, but it can trigger the highest penalty in the tax code if you don't follow the rules. And you do not want, Philip, steep penalties and potentially higher taxes swiping away at your savings and leaving you with a fraction of the money you were counting on for your retirement. Yeah, because it will be a fraction, you know. Yeah. If you were to make a mistake with your required minimum distribution from your IRA or your other retirement accounts, the penalty for not taking the full amount of your RMD, your required minimum distribution, is 50% of the amount that you should have taken but didn't take. In addition, not only is the penalty, but you still got to pay the tax on the full amount. So it can be devastating if you miss that required minimum distribution. Look, you need to also understand that timing your required minimum distribution uh, because that can be a problem, right? Because it can push you into a higher tax bracket. It can trigger higher taxes on your Social Security benefits, which people think is tax free. Um, It can cause you to have higher Medicare premium surtaxes. All these things can be a problem if we're not careful with how much money we're taking out and what your required minimum distributions could be doing to you. Imagine how fast your savings could shrink if you keep having to pay additional taxes and penalties when you're taking money out of those accounts. Listen, folks, that's why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Again, that number is 863-285-3815 for our core retirement analysis where we walk through and make sure that you're on the right path to the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number one more time, 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. How will the upcoming election affect your retirement portfolio? Set up your complimentary meeting to discuss these topics and more with Philip Statler, 863-285-3815, 863-285-3815. Captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And what we want to talk about here in this next part of the show is is tough, but it's a really important topic. There is no way to truly prepare for something as devastating as the death of a spouse. 
And it's important for you to understand that you probably won't be capable of making solid financial decisions in your grief. That's why we want to spend some time today talking about the steps you should take if this happens to you and how you can help make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page with your finances. Because, um, Philip, I know you haven't uh, lost your your spouse, obviously, but you've seen this happen before. And, And the truth is, we don't always make good, solid financial decisions when we're grieving. So this is why we talk about planning in advance, right? It is. And it's important that folks understand what happens. And and typically it's the husband that passes away first, but not always, right? Sometimes it's the other way around and, and the husband uh, isn't prepared, right? They've prepared their spouse, their, their wife for that case, but sometimes they haven't prepared themselves. And, and it is important to understand and to know um, what can happen or, or what does happen. Uh, when a spouse passes away, because it affects a lot of different things, right? It, mm-hmm. it affects our financials and our financial situation. There's a lot of things that have to be done with IRAs and those type of things. Taxes, people don't realize what it does to your tax situation. Mm-hmm. It, it can be, um, you know, I've had uh, clients that it's been painful when they've had to switch from married filing jointly to single. It's not fun. And trying to strategize how to reduce those those costs when it comes to taxes and then income, right? Sometimes we lose income when we lose a spouse, and that can be a problem if we haven't budgeted for it. If we don't have the right account set up to take care of it. All these things um, play into uh, this whole planning process that needs to be done in case. Well, we know it's ultimately going to happen. Somebody's going to pass away, right. um, and, and we got to be prepared for that. Right, right. And and we will certainly get to some of those changes in income, taxation, all of that. There's one other point I want to make here, Philip, and here's why we think this is such an important conversation to have, especially for uh, couples out there who are listening. The World Health Organization says women tend to live between six and eight years longer than men on average. So that means not every time, of course, but most of the time, wives will outlive their husbands. And, you know, again, in, in my family, actually, it's been the opposite. My my dad outlived my mom, so it, it was the opposite for us. But still, you won't likely both pass away at the same time. How do you help couples understand that reality with their financial planning that more than likely one of you will outlive the other and more than likely it will be the wife outliving her husband? Well, I think we look at, um, we we dig in by looking at income sources, right? What's it going to do to their income? And um, if there's a pension involved, you know, we, we ask the question, is there widow's benefits tied to this? Because if not, then that changes the whole realm of planning we have to do to prepare for that spouse passing away. Um, you know, we look at Social Security and, and what those numbers look like there. And here's the thing I want to mention, because people don't take this in consideration when they start thinking about when they're going to draw their Social Security. And it's become one of the main things I look at now, because People are retiring so early now. They're taking their Social Security at 62, and they want to, why shouldn't they? Well, you know, when you pass away, your spouse will get the higher of yours or their Social Security. And so just in a planning process, waiting until full retirement age is going to give your spouse a boost in income down the road. And so, you know, we don't think about that. But it is one of the things that the 
I think about a lot and make sure that people realize that it can be a planning tool in knowing when to take Social Security just for that one reason. So those are some of the decisions that we want to be thinking about and um, some of the, the big changes that can potentially happen uh, if something happens to our spouse. Um, as we continue this conversation today, if you hear something you'd like to get some more answers on, 863-285-3815. Just want to take a moment to give you the phone number to reach Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services. Again, that's 863 863- 285-3815. Now, Philip, for people who are not working with someone, let's kind of shift gears here for a moment. For people who are not working with someone, they don't have a financial professional, they maybe don't have a financial plan, talk about what do they need to do when something happens to their spouse? Who who do we need to notify what needs to be done? Because unfortunately, there are tasks that we have to do even when we're dealing with the death of our spouse. Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, there are um, things that we need to make sure that, that we walk through. Uh, the first would be to, you know, call your attorney, mm-hmm. make them aware of the passing, and, and then you'll need to sit down with them and determine what needs to happen there. Right. Do we have to open a probate or do we have a trust? If we have a trust, what has to happen next in terms of um, uh, removing a trustee and, and, and putting the remaining spouse as a sole trustee? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need to update our um, successor trustees? A lot of things have to be done in the legal realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully you don't you know, you've got things either jointly titled or in a trust. So you don't necessarily have to go through probate. Um, because that can drag on for a while too. Oh, sure. You need yeah. to contact the Social Security Administration so that they know. Now, a lot of times I know that um, the funeral home will, will contact the Social Security Administration, but you need to go ahead too. Mm-hmm. Make that contact the Social Security Administration and and see what your options are. If your Social Security is less than your spouse's, then you need to make sure that you're in line to to pick up the higher of the two. That I mean, that's going to be a big deal when we when we look at you know providing income. We we need to um, find our wills. If if it's a different attorney, you know, sometimes people have moved down here from up north and they they got their wills and stuff done up there. They didn't update them down here, so you need to try to locate those things if. You're still working. You got to contact the employer to let them know. And then the other thing that people don't realize a lot of times is, especially if you haven't retired yet, if, if you're you're not actually retired yet, then you may need to contact a former employer mm, okay. to determine if there was a pension there that they may be um, entitled to. And if they were entitled to it, then then it it would bridge over to you, the remaining spouse, as a possible source of income mm-hmm. uh, through that pension. So, so we want to contact former employers that that we may have having a pen, may have a pension out there that um, that we didn't realize. Right, right. Um, you know, if your spouse served in the military, check with Veterans Affairs to see if there's any benefits there uh, for for widows, widowers. You know, and this one's a hard one, Um, notifying insurance companies, Mm because a lot of times we don't know, Mm -hmm. right? Somebody may have bought bought an insurance policy, you know, 60 years ago, 
or I've had a couple of these cases happen now where, where I have a client that's probably 80 now and their parents bought them a policy. Oh, okay. When they're uh-huh. very young. And so, you know, and so trying to figure out, and this one's really fun, trying to figure out what the name of the insurance company is now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I all mean, the hands have changed yeah, over the years. Yeah. Exactly. They've changed hands so many times. And and that can be a a, a challenge to, to determine what, what that insurance company is now. Who bought them out? Where is that mm-hmm. policy actually at now? Um, you know, we need to update titles. You know, if the automobile was in one spouse and not the other, then we have to update those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, deeds. And then um, bank accounts. Oh, yeah. that can be a problem. Gosh. You yeah. know, we need to update all our accounts, our our joint bank accounts, our investment accounts, our credit card accounts. Um, all those things have to be uh, taken care of. And we need to let the banks know. Now, I will just put this out there. Um, is I really encourage clients to keep a joint account for six months to a year. Um, because mm-hmm. you just don't know when you, uh, a check may come in. Sure. That's so joint. their name still needs to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we encourage our clients to keep an account open for a little while. Um, for that for that purpose solely. Um, you want to contact the three major credit bureaus. You know that's the main source. One of the main sources that people get um, information is is somebody passes away and they'll figure, okay, nobody's going to be looking for that person. I'm going to assume that person's identity. Ooh, yeah. And so, fraud there. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So we want to make sure we contact the credit bureaus and let them know that they passed away. And so there should be no credit applications coming through for that uh, uh, spouse that, that passed away. Mm-hmm. And then you want to meet with your accountant and your tax preparer because you want to be prepared for taxes. Mm -hmm. What can I do today to be able to file a joint return? What things do I need to do? What things are my benefit? Because as a joint return, I get a better tax bracket. I get more income. So what options do I have and what might I need to do? And then the next year when I'm going to be a single taxpayer, what do I need to be doing? Mm -hmm. What things do I need to be looking at? What do I need to expect to have to pay in taxes? because of that status change um, in my life. You know, it's not fun. Nobody likes to do those things. And I know the first six months, nobody runs through this whole list, right? It it takes a while to walk through that list. Um, But listen, that's, I mean, our clients, we help them walk through that list. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that's probably one of the advantages to having a financial professional by your side to walk through some of these things with you and and to help you get past some of these things that need to be done. Because we developed our core retirement design in order to help folks really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. Now, no, this doesn't sound like it's a retirement you've dreamed of, right? A spouse passing away. Mm-hmm. But it's part of the process. You know, you need somebody there to help. And that's what we're here to do. Help our clients get through these tough times just like this to be there coach them through folks give us a call at 863-285-3815 and put us on your side to help you through your retirement process 
That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. We've talked a little bit about some of the, the agencies and institutions that need to be notified. We know you need to notify the IRS and the Social Security Administration after your spouse passes away. So what does happen with your taxes and your Social Security when your spouse dies? Philip will walk you through some of those changes coming up here in just a moment. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. From the pitch, swung at a little too soon. Strike three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for flight 109 to Chicago. Timing is everything. The same is true for your social security benefits. Take them too soon and you can leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation can be different. But taking your Social Security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Philip Statler at Statler Financial understands Social Security and can help you make decisions that are best for you and your retirement dreams. Call 863-285-3815 to start optimizing your benefits. With Social Security, timing is everything, so don't delay. Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial today. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And today we are talking about a rather difficult but awfully important topic, and that is what to do when your spouse dies. What what types of things do you need to be taking care of from a financial perspective? And it's tough because, Philip, nobody wants to be thinking about a financial to-do list when they're dealing with their grief. But it's it's an unfortunate reality. And one thing that we want to point out here before we get back into this is there are some things that we have to do quickly. There are some things that we just have to take care of. But then from a financial perspective, there are others that we want to slow down on, right? Yeah, exactly. So there are. So so we want to act quickly on things like sending death certificates to financial institutions, especially your investment accounts, um, credit agencies, IRS. You know, do this as soon as possible. And the funeral home will likely help with some of this stuff mm-hmm. as far as applying for the death certificates and those type of things. Um, and then once somebody dies, there's a kind of a lag time until all the financial institutions and government agencies can update their files and so this can be a window of opportunity uh, for fraudsters to really take advantage of you. So yeah. we don't yeah. want that to happen. Um, and then we want to slow down on some other areas, right? We don't want to make any big financial decisions. You know, some financial professionals say, look, let's uh, the period right after death or the spouse should be decision free. Like a lot of folks are like, when do I sell my house? Should I sell my house? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell folks, look, wait a year, yeah. you know. Let's address this a year from now. Um, you know, and the, then the other thing we need to kind of slow down on is, you know, only really and truly address what I call critical financial triage mm-hmm. in the wake of a spouse passing away. Um, avoid major investment decisions, real estate decisions, um, any significant financial gifting, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Let the dust settle. Make yeah. sure that you're good, you're on the right path um, before you take action on any of those type of things. Yeah. 
just good to to kind of keep that in mind. And like we said earlier, you most likely will not be making your best decisions when you are grieving. And so some some good advice there, Philip, some things to keep in mind. Uh, for a more long-term perspective, though, let's talk a little bit about, Philip, some of the changes that we can expect with things like a pension or Social Security. How might our income situation change if something happens to our spouse? Well, so a couple of things are going to happen, right? So when a spouse passes away, it comes to Social Security, right? That's that's a lot of folks' main source of income. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say for some people, it's their only source of income other than their investments. Um, so you think about that, all of a sudden a spouse passes away and oops, that income's gone. Yeah. Now, when it comes to Social Security, the, you get to keep the higher of the two. So that's that's good news there. We get to keep the higher of the two. Uh, the bad news is we, we lose one. And that can be devastating to some people who are on such a fixed budget, that um, fixed income, that's all they have. Mm. The other area that we have to look at is pensions. Because pensions have some options that had to be made at the very, very beginning. And, and the option was, do I take it as a single life, meaning the pension holder's lifetime, meaning it would die when he died and there would be no more money paid out after his death. The second would be a survivor benefit. Now, that survivor benefit may be 50 percent, maybe 75 percent, could be 100 percent. Right. But and that's an option that would be chosen when you get ready to retire. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know what that is. I mean, you need to know what that is because we, you've got to plan what retirement's going to look like now that that spouse has passed away. What are my sources of income? What are my sources of, uh, ex- what, you know, what expenses am I going to get rid of? Because here's what I've seen. The loss of income is typically more than the reduction in expenses. Mm-hmm meaning that, you know, the remaining spouse is in a deficit uh, from where they were as a joint household. Right. And, and so you know, that can be a cause a major impact on somebody's budget. Yeah. And, and a change, you know, sometimes we have to change lifestyle and that's not fun to have that conversation. But sometimes that's the conversation that we have to have. Yeah. And and let's just talk a little bit about why that is, because, it, you know, for some things, Philip, your expenses will go down a little bit, but it's not as if your energy bill or whatever just cuts in half. You know, it's it's not going to be a clean cut in half. So that's that's yeah. why we think this is so important to talk about. Exactly. You know, your 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 household expenses aren't going to change, right? Your your, your utilities, yeah, the mortgage maybe or whatever, doesn't cut a little in bit. Half. Yeah. Your rent, your mortgage, it doesn't change. Um, your property taxes aren't going to change. Your insurance isn't going to change. Maybe you had two cars, you can get rid of one car, and that cost and that insurance. Um, healthcare is where you'll see a change, right? Because now you only have one supplement and and one person going for medical treatment. So so you may see a little bit of an adjustment there, but overall, you know, I'm going to say, go out on a limb and say probably 70% of our expenses aren't going to change mm-hmm. because they're, they're fixed costs to provide for a household. Food costs, well, it's going to change some, 
but not it's not going to cut in half, right? right. So, um, so we still have those things that we have to to look at um, from that standpoint. Yeah, just some of those things that we want to be mindful of. And again, this is where we don't want to be making assumptions. Philip, what do we need to know as we are trying to come up with solutions here to making sure that our spouse and or loved ones will be okay? What do we need to know about life insurance as a tool? Is it just as simple as have a have a huge life insurance policy and then we're good? Or what do we need to know about that um, as far as one of the tools we might use to make sure that our spouse will be okay? So life insurance is a great tool, right? And and that's where if you have permanent insurance, it really helps out there because as as we get older, you know, a lot of times people take out term insurance. And so maybe it's a 30-year term, the mortgage is paid off, and, and then we don't have much insurance left after that, where permanent insurance stays in place your whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, this is where it can really play a big role because- income is going to get lost, right? If you have a pension that's going to go away when you pass away and Social Security is going to go away, then then it's important that we have that discussion and make sure that we've got something there that's going to help replace some of that income. Maybe not all of it, but at least some of it, you know, because that's all we're going to leave our spouse with in terms of income. And, and they still have to live. And we don't want to make them destitute because we we lost a spouse and and you know jen this this stuff's not fun to talk about it's just not but it is something that is important it's something that people need to realize and they they need to think about what happens if one of us passes away what's life going to look like for the remaining spouse and we need to take steps now to put our spouse in a decent situation if you pass away. It's tough to do sometimes, but if we can do it, we need to take those steps to make sure that we're taking care of our spouse when something happens to us. Right. And and for so many people, the biggest question is, how much do I need to save to retire? But it's followed closely by, will my spouse be okay if something happens to me? Everybody wants to make sure, Philip, or, or I would think most people want to make sure that their spouse will be provided for, they will be okay financially. And you think about factors like inflation and stock market volatility and higher taxes, those factors make that an even more difficult question to answer when your question is, will my spouse be okay, right? That's right. You know, we want to make sure that the spouse is going to be okay. But it is a, it is a, a question that, is, that comes quite frequently. Um, I, I will say this, and it's not a fun thing to talk about, but, but as folks get older or their illnesses take a bigger effect, it becomes more and more important as to what's going to happen to the remaining spouse. Uh, what type of things are we going to put into place? I had a client that sat down with me probably two or three weeks before he passed away. Sat and brought her, brought her in because sometimes you know once things are established, you know the husband especially will just basically. The wife doesn't have any interest in the financial part, so he'll come meet with me. But this time, both of them came in. He said, I just want to make sure my wife's going to be okay. And we walked through the whole plan and and put it all together. And yes, everything's going to be fine. They'll be okay. 
Um, and you know what? That gives them a peace of mind to know that that spouse is going to be taken care of when they're no longer here. Right. Because people are they, they just want to make sure that everybody will will be OK. And this is why, Philip, you have a whole process uh, for helping people analyze where they are right now. And then after you've gotten a better handle on their family situation, uh, what's going on? You know, are they married? Is there a spouse that would need to be provided for? Do they have inheritance goals? Even if they don't have inheritance goals, what do we do to make sure that the to help make sure the income will last? You have a whole process that um, addresses a bunch of different areas of financial planning. Just walk us through what this looks like to help make sure that we have done enough to to help make sure that our income will last. Well, you know, it starts with our core retirement design, where we look to make sure that the amount of risk they have in their current portfolio truly lines up with the amount of risk that they can handle and the amount of risk they really need in their current portfolio. Second, we want to make sure that they're going to be okay when it comes to taxes, right? Not just today as a joint household, but even as a remaining spouse, what's that going to look like for them? And then we help create that retirement income plan, that written document that says, here's where our money's going to come from. And we can at any point in time cancel out somebody's income and see what it looks like. What happens if John passes away and we lose the lower Social Security? What's that going to look like for them? We can walk through those scenarios and make sure that they have the peace knowing that they're going to have the income no matter what happens, Jen. And and that's a, I think that's really the key when it comes to retirement planning is having that core retirement design so they can have the retirement they always dreamed of. Look, if you don't have anything in writing for your retirement plan, give us a call at 863-285-3815. Schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. 30 minutes, I'm there. Answer your questions. Find out if you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. I know this has not been a fun topic today, Jen, but it's a topic that people need to think about when it comes to retirement planning. It's more than just creating the income. It's making sure that both spouses are going to be taken care of for the rest of their life. Give us a call right now at 863-285-3815 to walk through our core retirement design. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. We've got one more segment coming up on the other side of the break. We'll get into a little bit more fun stuff on the other side. Stay with us on the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a... 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 
863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And each and every week, he gets questions about all things retirement. So let's open up that Statler Financial mailbag and go over some of these retirement questions that you get. Our first question today, Philip, comes from Jean, who is from Avon Park, who says, I heard your show for the first time a few weeks ago and realized I don't know as much about retirement planning as I thought I did. I've been contributing to a 401k at work for years. I have some other savings. What else do I really need to be thinking about? So I think that we need to, Gene didn't tell me how old he was, Mm -hmm. but um, I think a couple of things we need to think about is if we're able, uh, one of the things I look at now is, is because I believe taxes are going to go up as I think most people out there believe. Um, So we start looking at maybe some Roth conversions, you know, making those possible, making sure that we have some kind of income plan in place the closer we get to retirement. So let's just say you're in your mid fifties. Well, we need to have an income plan in place. Now, obviously it might have to be updated periodically between now and when you retire, but it's nice to have that little thing in place so that you know, you know, kind of what your target is, what the income, you know, how much you need to accumulate so that you'll be able to retire and and enjoy your retirement uh, the way you want to. I mean, I think that's probably the one thing that, that folks need to have that they wait too long to do, um, as well as just remember that taxes are going to play a big part when you get ready to retire. Yeah, that's a good reminder. It's it's really something that we don't want to think about or don't want to forget to think about. And that's something, Philip, that we talk about quite a bit here on this show. Um, but but great question there from Gene. And I, and I think another point here is so many times, Philip, and maybe you see this from, from people that, that come in to visit with you, you think you have a plan because you have a 401k, you have some retirement savings, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have a plan. I always use the analogy, Philip, saying it's kind of like having a grocery list versus having a recipe. A grocery list tells you all the different stuff that you have, but a recipe tells you exactly how to use it and how much and when. And that's kind of the difference between having a list of all of your accounts and everything that you own versus an actual retirement plan. It, it, it is. And, you know, the other thing I was just thinking of as you were, as you were saying that is that, you know, retirement is more than more about more than just the money, right? It's, it's, it's about more than that. You know, yeah, we got to live, we got to have income, but what are you going to do with your time? Um, because that can be a problem. If you're sitting there idly trying to figure out what to do, we tend to spend more money when we have idle hands. And so uh, we need to think about that part of retirement as well. What are we going to do to stay busy so that we're not always out there spending a lot of money? That that can be the other part that people need to consider as well. Yeah, yeah. Really good, really good point there. Um, Let's go to our next question. Kathy from Sebring says, I'm 64, so the big thing I'm wondering about right now is Medicare. I get all this mail about it, and I'm worried about making the wrong decision. Is my Medicare coverage something I can change later if I need to. I mean, Philip, you get pretty popular right before it's time to take Medicare. <laughs> so so Medicare is one of those areas that um, I refer most of my clients out to specialists, right? That's all they do is, is Medicare. 
But here's what I do know is that it depends upon what part of Medicare coverage are we talking about? And because there is, you know, Medicare Part A, which everybody pretty much gets at 65, which covers your hospitalizations and those type of things. And there's Medicare Part B and Part D and Part C. You know, the, the alphabet just keeps going, Jen. And so here's the, the things that I do kind of understand about Medicare is that you can change some things when it comes to your coverage, right? There's Medicare Part B and there's Medicare Advantage, um, and those are n not the same, right? You, you either have one or the other. And so which one's best for you depends on your circumstances. And again, that's why I, I refer folks out to a Medicare specialist that understands those things. But, but some of those things you can change. Once you change, sometimes you can't change back. So um, that's a discussion you really, we, we need to have with somebody that that's all they do because it is that important that you mm -hmm. get it right. Yeah, it, it really is a big deal. And um, and and I would say, Philip, we talk about that idea of getting a second opinion pretty frequently here on the show. Um, again, you know, there there are some things that we can change later, but there are other areas of retirement planning where you really only get one chance to make that decision. So there's just some value in getting a second opinion, especially from somebody like you, Philip, who focuses on retirement this stage of life and the financial decisions in this stage of life each and every day. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's like um, not Medicare related, but Social Security related, right? When do you take your Social Security? That's that's a, a decision. You make it. And uh, for the most part, that you got to live with your decision. So that's one of those areas we want to make sure we get it right, get ready to start taking Social Security. Yeah, ab absolutely. Uh, let's move on to our next question. Judy from Lake Placid uh, says, my husband and I have been serious about saving for retirement for a long time, but we're just now realizing we need to get serious about planning for retirement. We think it might make sense to talk to a financial professional about what we have. What are some basic questions to ask when we meet with someone? That's a, that's a good question. It Judy. is, yeah. It's, uh, it's an important question, right? Because there's a lot of uh, advisors out there. So how do you know who to work with? Well, well, you need to sit down and kind of have an interview, right? Make sure that they have some of the same values that you have uh, when it comes to uh, your money and retirement and, and the way they look at things. So so here's a couple of things you might want to look at, right? Um, you know, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been a financial professional? And to me, Jen, I got to tell you, this one's really important because, you know, especially during during COVID here, we've had a lot of ups and downs, right? And so I think back is to this volatility, a lot of young, young professional advisors, they've never seen this before. They're not sure exactly how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, have they been through a bear market before? I mean, a, a big bear market like 08 or 2000. Those are life changing and can be devastating to somebody's retirement. So you want somebody that's been through those ups and downs, right? Um, you know, what areas of financial services do you, you know, focus on? Because not everybody focuses on the same thing. You know, we focus here at Statler Financial dealing with uh, folks that are, you know, five to 10 years out from retirement or have already retired and, and helping them be or have the best retirement they can have with what they have available. 
versus somebody that's accumulation based, you know, that can help you grow your money. It's a different mindset. It's a different philosophy. Um, how many people are on your team? This one's big. Are you a captive agent? Or are you fully independent? Now people say, well, what does that mean? Well, captive means that you work for a company and that company determines what products you have access to. Mm -hmm. And some of them, a lot of times are proprietary, meaning only, you know, they, they have to sell their products and that's it. Or are they fully independent? Meaning that, Hey, look, I do my research. I go out and find the best things out there for our clients. That's somebody that's going to be fully independent. What licenses do they hold? You know, again, kind of focus on before, do they focus on distribution or accumulation strategies? You know, how do they evaluate and, and the products that they recommend? Uh, and then how are they compensated for the financial products they represent? Are they, are they uh, a fiduciary? Are they not a fiduciary? Those are things that you need to know uh, when it goes to or, or comes to trying to hire a, a financial professional. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. That number one more time, 863-285-3815. Be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Philip, and we'll talk to you then. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.